Welcome back to episode 15 of the Penzo Street Physio podcast. I wanted to address the previous episode. We were talking about heels and squatting and whether you should, whether you should squat in heels or flats. Uh, I should have been aware that Lane Norton does squat in heels. And dude, he's an advanced lifter. He knows what he's doing. Despite, I guess, the multiple back injuries that he's gotten but I'm sure he's trying to optimize his mechanics and leverages for his body type. So no dramas there. Let's get on with the show. So the first question I've received is how does a body feel pain? I.e. when you sprain your ankle, what happens in your body that signals the brain that you're in pain? Well, the science of pain is very complicated. There are different models out there to try and explain all facets of why people feel pain. The question alludes to the processes, so how the body feels pain. Well, if we look on, look at the rough literature, um, there are usually about four phases. The first phase is transduction, where the tissue damaging stimuli activates nerve endings and pain receptors. With regards to pain receptors, there's different ones, mechanical, heat and chemical. And once they activate the nerve endings and pain receptors, they go to the next phase which is transmission where the messages are carried from the site of injury to the areas of brain that rely on perception and there's a branch that goes to the spinal cord that immediately um, reacts those reflexes the next stage is the modulation i.e how the brain interprets the messages coming from the tissue damaging stimuli and the messages and then the last phase is the perception, the awareness produced by sensory signals, which can be influenced by your attention, your expectations, and your interpretation of pain. So the next question is, can emotional stress cause or increase injuries? And that is a whole yes. I believe it is. It has been documented in the literature. Again, if we go back to that last stage, of how the body feels pain and that perception aspect the the sensory signals that come from the original messages they can be influenced by your interpretation of pain so often there there we have cases where you have people who say press into their forearm for example and if for most people they don't feel pain but for a certain number of people they may feel extreme pain Um, that may be called allodynia. Uh, That is an example, but it depends if you've had sort of trauma to the forearm area that is perhaps linked with emotional stress, which could be related to your job or related to a certain event, traumatic event, and that can certainly change your perception of how you see that area. The example I always give, which may or may not be true, would be survivors of sexual abuse. They may be a little bit more, uh, say, tender in the adductor area, so the groin area, for obvious reasons, and there may be a connection there. So it's really, really, really important that when you're looking at pain, it's not just the physical aspect of it, but you have to look at the whole picture. You have to look at the big picture. So looking at the person's biological status, but also their psychological status and 
their social status as well because all those things all can influence uh, the pain so the follow-up question to that would be what should a person do in this short or immediate instance to relieve the pain stretching question mark ice packs question mark hot gel question marks it depends obviously of the type of injury but overall you want to get to safety that's that's the general concept of getting away from pain is to find safety and go there if it's a physical injury so let's go to the first example of spraining your ankle so if it's a physical injury chances are that uh, if it's a low-grade injury well you probably don't need to ice because there's some um, implications out there suggesting that you don't really need to ice for, for an initial injury but in saying that um, if the if you have an ankle sprain and the inflammation limits your mobility and you want to be mobile for whatever reason then you probably should use ice packs ice packs can be used as a temporary analgesic anyway uh, this is obviously in ligamentous injuries or in minor ligamentous injuries in more severe ligamentous injuries or in say the case of broken bones well i don't think ice is going to do much and uh, your body is trying to inflammation to a certain area to try and make it heal anyway so we don't want to interfere with that process so get to a safe place best to apply if it's a physical injury is your best to apply first aid procedures and of course it depends on the type of injury so consult a medical professional to ascertain the diagnosis and therefore the management next question being is a beneficial to do reverse Nordic curls every day. So a Nordic curl is when you're kneeling, so someone's holding your ankles and you are kneeling and you lean forward so that your hamstrings get a tremendous um, increase in contraction and power. And it's really, really painful if you haven't done it before. So your hamstrings will cramp. A reverse Nordic is the opposite when you are kneeling and you lean backwards um, to try and touch the back of your head to the floor and you come back up keeping your shoulders hips and knees in one straight line ideally that can be used for issues like uh, quadriceps tendinopathies um, patella tendinopathies or if you just want to try and lengthen almost the the quadriceps muscle under load or lengthen sorry the refractus femoris muscle under load um, it's a great way to sort of stretch out um, the front of your thighs if you want to do it every day then you need to be conditioned to do it every day uh, if you're recovering from a from a tendon issue in your quads or patella tendon then it probably isn't the best to do it every day because your tendon needs time to recover and adapt so you could do it say one to two days and have one day off um, or you could do a high low um, method where you train really hard one day and you go easy that the next day and then you have the third day off and so on and so forth depending on how irritated or how pissed off it is if you're wanting to do the reverse Nordic because it's part of a skill then like I said if you're conditioned to do so you probably could do it every day but as long as you don't, you don't exceed your body's limitations um, that's fine that being said I said body's limitations but the body has a fantastic capacity to adapt and well, recover and adapt so technically you could theoretically build yourself up to do it every day it's no drama 
don't be limited by what people say or by what you think your body's a bit stronger than you think it is so that's that's me mumbling on in this episode here um these models of pain are, are really really complicated and really nuanced and to treat someone who's had for example chronic pain pain for years is is very very different to treating say someone who's come in and you know sprains the ankle the the methods and 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 techniques are, are, are very different and there are experts out there who specialize in both areas so there are ex- experts that specialize in dealing with acute issues but there's also experts that specialize in dealing with chronic issues so do your research and hopefully you'll find someone who matches best with you Alrighty, to the next episode thank you guys thanks for listening to the podcast Now, don't go off into the sunset and blindly do what I may have said or recommended. Seek proper advice from qualified healthcare professionals. Like, comment, subscribe or book in if you would like us to assist.